Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Just James! It is your host, James! I have my beautiful co host, the boy, the man, the mystery, Thomas the Plant with me. Thomas is my beautiful co-host. For those of you guys that are new, he comes up with all the ideas for this podcast every week. And quite honestly, he is uh, what holds this glue together in this relationship. So welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It is Wednesday, my dudes. How is it Wednesday? How is it another week? How are we literally in the middle of May. Where is this year going? Why is it in such a hurry? Where the hecking hook is it off to? Um, For those of you guys that listened to last week's podcast, I'm trying not to swear. I am trying to improve my vocabulary and read more and just be an upstanding citizen in my society. Uh, How long it will last? Let's see. I do consciously have to think about it because I I was saying last week that it's it's such a habit to just swear and it's so easy to just swear and I'm trying so hard to sort of like better myself and I feel like it cheapens myself not that I'm not talking about anybody else I'm talking about me um and I'm, you know, I'm always constantly trying to improve myself and striving to improve myself. And, you know, it's a part of myself I dislike. So, yeah, it's get, it's going there. I mean, I've, I've slipped up a couple of times. I still haven't come up with an idea of what I can do to reward myself to not swear. Um, I, I think also I've just also been really busy and haven't really had a chance to, to deeply think it through. So and none of you guys gave me any brilliant ideas. I'm how dare you? How dare you not solve my my problems in my life for me? How dare you? I've guys, I've become that girl. I've never I've I've never been one to watch the Kardashians. Never. I I'm I'm obsessed with trash TV. I love the trash. Give me all the trash. Give me the murder mysteries, give me the housewives. Give me this, you know, the sailing yachts, the uh, deck down under, like all of those shows, like I'm obsessed. I watch them all. But one thing I've never watched is Kardashians and never interested me, never been phased by it at all, never been something that I've ever considered. And I picked up, it was just pure boredom, the, the brand new relaunch of their show. And got into the first four episodes, and I thought, well, it kind of really dumb if I don't watch the last season of, you know, the I think there's 20 seasons. So anyway, so I watched season 20, and I'm hooked. I'm honestly, I'm hooked. I'm now, I'm reluctant to do this, but I'm going back to season one, guys. I'm going to do all 20 seasons. Like, I have to. I just feel like I have to. I've actually really enjoyed the series, and I have to take, look, because I love trash, yes, it's complete trash, but I'm freaking loving the series. So I am <laughs> keeping myself pretty occupied watching the Kardashians. So that's happening uh, in my little world. It's, I don't know if it's it's a great thing, but what I've this week, it's one of those crazy busy weeks for me. I've had weeks now 
where I've literally seen nobody of like nobody. I've I've hung out with um my partner and his family and done that's like it. And I've been with my family, that's like it. That's all I've done. And this week I'm a super social butterfly. I've got drinks this evening with a girlfriend in London. And for those of you that know me, I the novelty of going into London has completely worn off for me. I hate going into London. I honestly I I would rather get a cat. Honestly, I just it's I'm just the novelty for me. I hate going into London. I hate it. I'll do it for friends and I'll do it for like a special occasion, but I wouldn't like voluntarily spend my day in London. It does not interest me in the least absolutely not in the least so i am meeting for it in waterloo well i suppose waterloo is not really london it's south, it's south bank we're gonna have drinks and just a little catch up in london and then because we both go pretty much opposite directions so meeting up at waterloo is great because then i can get back on the train to wimbledon she can get back on the train and go out to Surrey and we sort of get home respectively as well. So, and then Friday night, I've got a beautiful friend who's just bought her first housey. I'm so proud of her. She's done the help to buy scheme, which I think is a brilliant idea for anybody that's looking to buy. And she's just bought her first housey. I'm so excited for her. Honestly, it is so freaking cool. It's, you know, for living in London and, it's so difficult to buy. It's so difficult to afford to buy these days. You know, the economy is absolutely poop at the moment. You know, the, our electricity's doubled, our, you know, our food's doubled, we're Brexit. It's just, you know, things are expensive. So the fact that she can afford to buy and have her little deposit, I'm so stinking proud of her. I'm so proud of her. So well done, my friend. Um, but you know, I was thinking about it the other day and being in your thirties, I definitely think my friendship group has shrunk and shrunk significantly recently as well, but uh, happily, you know, I'm not too phased about it. I think there's people that are meant to be in your life for a short time. There's meant to be people in your life for a lifetime. And there's people that come in different phases of your life. They may sort of fade in and fade out and have a bit of relevance throughout your whole lifespan. And a, a particular friend that I have is annoyed with me for some reason. I still don't know why, but I was excluded from a very significant event in their life, um, which I still don't understand why, because I'm still invited to their wedding. So it seemed, seemed very odd that I was excluded. Well, maybe I'm not invited to their wedding anymore. Who freaking knows? Um, but... That the the group of friends surrounding this particular person, I've noticed, have all sort of the texting and the invitations have have stopped, which is fine. You know, I'm not worried about it. I actually weirdly don't care, um, and I don't care be not because I don't care about these particular people, but because I think that life is just too short to sit and be like mull over things. I'm not going to phone this friend and be like, why are you, why wasn't I included? Why was I, you know, not included in something so significant in your life? It's fine. I just move on. It's fine. And making new friends is something you can do. You know, school, I moved a lot as a kid. My parents moved significantly a lot. I have a big issue with moving 
you know, understandably, because I moved, I think it was 22 times in like 20 years or something ridiculous. It was insanity. So we moved a hell of a lot. I went to eight schools. So picking up for me and literally calling everybody dead and moving forward is not an issue for me because I've done it so many times. I've moved schools. I've made new friends. I'm an extremely confident person. So I think for me, it's really easy for me to be like, well, fine. If you guys don't want to be my mates, it's fine. I genuinely don't care. And it's, but I think there's also people out there that need new friends, you know, that don't know how to make friends. And I think making friends in your 30s, because I'm in my 30s, is really freaking hard sometimes. Adult friendships are really important for your physical health. So there was research done, and I think it was research done a really long time, like 2010 research, that friendships that extend to your lifespan like, are beneficial for your health. It's actually better for your health. I mean, whether that's still true now, I really couldn't tell you. But, you know, there's friendship apps, there's Bumble, there's BFF, there's Hey, there's Vina. I think it's Hey Vina's. Sorry, I I wrote this down separately. So Hey and Vina, I think it's actually one word. Um, And it's sometimes it's really hard to forge friendships outside of your established friend group. And I think living in London is very hard to make friends. You all walk around with earphones in. When you're sitting at a pub, you talk to the people at your table and that's it. You don't make friends with other groups. It's significantly more difficult to make friends, I think, as you're getting older because a lot of people have their core type of friends, the people that they're like, we're good, we've got our mates. And, you know, I think sometimes making friends can, can be really, really hard. So things that you could do. I would say tap friends of friends. So network with your friends the way you network for a job. Remember that your best friend from college will always be talking about her friend from camp or, you know, her friend from work, it, you know, it doesn't really matter how they they know each other, but maybe like hook up with your friends and invite their friends so that you all get to meet new friends as well. And you can extend your network, you can make friends with their friends, you know, compliment somebody. If you want a good icebreaker, people love to hear something nice about themselves, even to a complete stranger. Tell somebody that their dress looks pretty. Tell somebody that they look great today. Compliments are a secret weapon when it comes to potentially making you friends, and it opens a door for a conversation. So, you know, if you give an authentic compliment to somebody that, you know, somebody something that you admire about them, it leads to follow-up questions where you can discover other things that you have in common. And you could actually, like, make a friend in the bathroom for heck's sake, you know. You could um, walk past somebody outside your building and compliment them and make friends with a neighbor. You just never, ever know, you know. If you could neighbors on, if you live in a flat like I do, I made all my neighbors cookies one year and um just literally dropped off cookies at the door and said hi I'm your neighbor from 66 I want to introduce myself and I've got a really wonderful little friendship group on my on my on my ward if you want to put it that way um I've really loved neighbors so you know I think you've got to be consistent join a class or a group or an activity with like-minded people I have spoken about this in previous previous in previous podcasts before but have a pattern of predictability with people that are like-minded and do the same thing as you because you'll find that people that like doing things that you're doing will tend to you know, mi- migrate towards you because you guys have similar, similar likes. You know, you can use an app. I've mentioned a couple like Bumble, BFF. 
Uh, it's like a Twister dating app where you just make friends, you know, get really, get real, real fast. Now, sometimes it's better to cut to the chase and just get personal really quickly the way you would when dating. So getting a little intense during the question and answers, getting straight to the point, give strangers an opportunity to get to know who you are. And sometimes, um, you know, t- being a little bit honest and open about yourself and giving some facts about yourself can actually help draw people towards you. You know, if you're if you're guarded and you don't tell anybody anything about yourself, the chance of them wanting to be your mate will be really slim because they just, they can't pierce the... Um, they can't pierce the door, the wall, if that makes sense. So, and reconnect with old friends. You know, like I said, sometimes people migrate in and out of your life. You lose touch. You do different things. You come back into back into each other's lives, and you could pick up the friendship exactly where you left off. You know, have a look on social media, Facebook, Instagram, people you knew from years ago that live in the same town or the same area as you. Reconnect with those people. Invite them to a cup of coffee. Keep your expectations quite low. You know, you may have a magical moment with a lady in the bank and got in somebody's number or and, you know, reached out to be their friend. But people are also busy and real friendships really do take time to build. So and make the time, you know, a friendship takes commitment and it takes time. So although you might be doing a happy dance when somebody cancels plans and doesn't want to go anywhere anymore, But you also do need to find that time to do things with friends. Making a new friend as an adult is a lot like dating. It takes investing time. It's energy. It's making a lot of plans. It's asking questions. It's being vulnerable. And it's building the foundations for a long-lasting friendship. And you have to be patient with that. You can't always be entertaining. You can't always go for hours on end and do like endless things, especially if you're building a foundation for a friendship. You know, attentiveness is hopefully useful so that sometimes you can vent, sometimes you can like be vulnerable, sometimes you can be the fun friend, but do things together. Making friendships in your 20s is like a big night out in the town or exotic vacations, but in your 30s, your friendships can revolve around simple things, casual activities, going for a walk, going to the drugstore, you know, walking your dogs together companionship is really all we need to benefit and it shows up in a big effort in friendship and try and be confident you know even if you don't feel that you are a very confident person you might not have a very high self-esteem um but you do have to get out more so say yes to things i know netflix and the couch is with what's calling we've all changed our mindset from from covid i still feel much happier just being at home but quite honestly, sometimes we have to socialize. We have to, we have to go out with our, with our friends and go to that art show and go to that play and host things that we, we have time with new friends. You know, it's one person who could have a really strong friendship with, but you have to go out with them first. You know, be open to new kinds of friends. Um, you know, in my 20s, I think making friends is probably a lot like like school it's where you meet it's where you go to work it's really easy and simple but sometimes in your 30s you have to brace a friendship with like a stay-at-home mom who's or like a high corporate boss but you know becoming friends with 
your workout instructor, there's diversity to your friendship group, which sometimes we didn't really have in our 20s. I think in my 20s, everybody was like-minded. We're all like the same. And now we're all in like different places in our life. And you know, I think another thing as well is that sometimes some of us can get a little demotivated when other people are doing better than you. And that could even be like your friends and your family. There could be jealousy, there could be perceived failure, there could be frustration, and it all rolls one into one big like tangled ball of confusion in your mind. What am I doing wrong? What am I why am I not as successful? And I think sometimes people perceive as if they're successful on Instagram and on social media, and you go, Oh, I'm not as like cool as that person is, I'm not as like great as that person's doing. But I think everybody has their own struggles and everybody has is going through their own things in their life. And trying to sp- stay positive when other people are doing better than you can sometimes be really hard. So, you know, sometimes you can be jealous of your peers. You and, and that could be really hard on friendships as well. You know, even if we each have our own success, we each doing our own thing uniquely, we have inspired interests to help you know, other people's business succeed. There's things that you could do and take a step back and consider where you are and everything that you've done. And just by virtue of the fact that you're wanting and striving to make positive change in life, you're already ahead of the game. You've already taken one step further. Most people will never make the the conscious decision to do that and go on with their life thinking that, that wherever they are is good enough and just deep down they just don't believe it. So take a step back, look at what you've already done and try and put things in perspective. I know I've gone off on a separate like tangent but I'm going to keep on this one. So I'm going to like I'm going to carry on talking about this for a few seconds because this quite this interests me and I thought about this quite a lot this week Um, and Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was your business and your lifestyle. So assess your market. You know sometimes if we're struggling to make improvements and implement changes, it's because maybe you have a bad strategy. And it's because we are maybe in a bad market. You know, we're doing something that maybe is a very difficult thing that some of our friends and competitors aren't doing um, or doing, you know, differently. We all You can't always be in the same French, you know, the same work line is all of your friends so sometimes you know what you're doing could be slightly a different market or less niche or it could be niche for for a specific reason and um you know like for example if you were like a craftsman who specialized in wooden uh i don't know like tackle boxes for example like fishing boxes you might even be able to make money teaching people on how to make the wooden tackle boxes or you know, offer a consulting fee on how to like custom make the wooden tackle boxes, but not everybody's going to want a tackle box at the same time. So it would be a very niche market. So, you know, if you were in a market that was really unique in some ways, I think you can't compare yourself to other people and, and like keeping your positivity to a friend that, for example, is maybe selling like, I don't know, ice on a hot day you know they're obviously going to do better than you but I think talk to those friends talk to those friends that are successful and that are doing well and find the best ways for something new surround yourself with people that are doing the same things or like you know peers that are on a regular basis are 
you know, doing things to succeed and that, that will maybe give you motivation to succeed rather than jealousy of what they're doing is talk to them. You know, solutions are easy. Chances are they'll jump at the opportunity to help you because they'll see that you, they want to see you successful too. Successful people want to help successful people. It's very common that like people that are like-minded or that are good friends will firstly help you with your business. It's amazing what a 30-second phone call can do. And pretty much like learning something valuable about what works for your friend's business could be really, really successful. You know, do you think how you're, if you're feeling down and you're feeling like your business isn't good enough, that, you know, it's changing that mindset. It's changing that that thought pattern. Um, you know, and if somebody if you do have somebody in your life that is constantly criticizing you and that's creating this negativity and this negative feeling, then you're not going to have a good day. You know, if you, if you're, if you had a friend, for example, that you felt beautiful, your hair was on point, you, you know, the, the coffee order this morning tasted amazing. You've in a really good mood. You're having the best day and somebody just tears you apart and goes, you know, criticizes you instead of offering up a compliment. It's definitely implies that somebody is like, is a bad friend. So, I mean, when we're looking to find new friends or looking to motivate ourselves, sometimes it's also stepping away from people that are genuinely not good friends for you. They're not good, like, influences in your life. And if somebody is making you feel down and really sad about yourself, sometimes stepping away and making a new friend is the right thing to do. And I'm not sure what makes a person become negative. I'm not a psychologist. I don't understand enough about the psyche of it. And I certainly am not going to try. But I think how you respond to people like that is is maybe what matters more than anything else and keeping your dignity and your um what's uh, what's the right word sort of keeping your oh gosh I can't think of the word it'll come to me anyway but I think not reacting to that person the way they speak to you and giving somebody the taste of their own medicine is the way to go it can be so tempting to start gossiping about a person behind their back and stop being unnecessarily rude to them I feel that if somebody if you're consistently venting about somebody behind their back I feel it means you have no boundary with that person and there's no set boundary because you're having to vent because you feel that there is a boundary that's being crossed. And I did this with a friend and I found that I was consistently um, not bad-mouthing because I don't b believe I bad-mouth people, but I was consistently pointing out the things that frustrated me about this specific person. And I realized that, this person is not the right friend for me and I've cut co communication. I just don't feel that we're the right fit. I don't feel we're the right people for each other. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine because I think killing somebody with kindness as a defense is sometimes the best way to go. But I don't want to spend my life killing somebody with kindness where I can feel that there's a jealousy in that friendship. So I think before you react in the moment, emotional reactions have gotten me in a lot of trouble in the past. Trust me, I'm an opinionated little cow sometimes, and I do have a lot to say. I am very outspoken, and I don't hold back. 
So it does get me in trouble. You know, I have had many fights with people, even though I could feel it, it can sometimes feel good in the moment. I, if I struggle to handle myself and I can't sort of like bite my tongue, sometimes I have to step back and think about how to respond. And that way I've got time to stop seeing red or, you know, let my eyes dry from crying and come up with a constructive response and speak of, and like, you know, when you're speaking to somebody and you're trying to speak like of constructive things, having constructive conversations is really important. So, you know, let the comments slide, but in a certain point, you have to stand up for yourself. You know, if that's the case, I would walk away, think about what you want to say, think about what you want to say to their friend, and then reach up and meet up again at a later date when you're calm, the situation is not the same. And, you know, have a tough conversation with that person. It's best to arrange a time when it's just the two of you so you can avoid getting involved with mutual friends. Don't make it a scene with other people and try to understand why that person is criticizing you in the first place. You know, why um, you've got to be the bigger person. And at the time, it takes yourself to reflect on the situation. Don't just think about how angry you are. Instead, try and flip your mindset and understand why the person is criticizing you to begin with. It's probably more to do with other issues in their life than with you, to be honest. And it can be tough to swallow your pride like that, but it's best to respond irrationally. Like, honestly, trust me, I've done this. I've been there. Um, you know, friends come and go, you know, move on from that friendship. If you feel like you've done everything you can to try and understand and salvage this friendship, but things don't seem to be getting any better, it might be time to move on. You know, friendships do require a ton of effort from both parties. And sometimes people just grow apart and reach a point where friends, they don't make a lot of sense anymore. And that's okay. It might be hard, but initially, but ultimately, or, you know, in the extra negativity form in your life, sometimes, you know, you you have other more important things going on. Talking to friends is tough and sometimes awkward and subjects are hard and we all deserve to be treated right by those that matter to us. And I think that if you are going to end a friendship, I think you should you should end a friendship like you would a relationship and actually like stand up and be honest and, you know, be, be dead honest with that person while you don't want to be their friend anymore. Um, I don't know why I've honestly just been on a tangent about friends this podcast. I don't, I don't even know why I'm saying all of that. It's my little biz, my little vir virtual assistant business that I have. I'm a virtual PA and a call answering service that I started a year ago. It is so yesterday the um the what is yesterday's date? The seventeenth was my one year with my very first customer. I'm so proud. Um, I can't believe. I mean, I started this business over a year ago now, but my first customer started a year ago yesterday, and I'm so stinking proud of myself. It's it's a very big achievement for me. A lot of like self-employed people don't last a year, and I've made it. I've made it a year, guys. I'm so stinking proud of myself. So, you know, as a work anniversary, I find it very important. I've done the long haul. I've put in the hours. I've done something I love and for a whole year I haven't had awful mean disgusting bosses that I had before and you know job hopping or you know I've literally done this on my own I've I've, I've built it by myself and I'm so proud of myself so I was trying to find an anniversary gift for um 
my customer to be like one year anniversary. I didn't want to do anything too extravagant because I don't want her to also on an annual basis expect an extravagant gift either. And I know it's the first year and I, I did want to go a little bit higher and above, but I started looking at gift ideas and like gift ideas for for employees. So not everybody's going to be the same position as myself. So I thought of looking at work anniversary gifts for your staff, you know, and for people that you work with, which is probably more relevant to a lot more people, because not everybody that listens to this podcast is going to be a freelancer like I am. So, you know, if you wanted to say, you know, thank you to a team member or to staff that work for you, I would say like online shoutouts is great. Why can't I talk today? Online shoutouts are great. Most people get public shoutouts. They, you know, put it on their website. They put it on their like company platforms and consider featuring your employees' work anniversaries on your website or social media channels. You can interview them for the features in your company's newsletter. You can write a guest blog, you know, talk to employees and find out what they enjoy and create something that makes them feel special. And it also shows your customers that you value your staff as well. And I think that's so important. If, if a customer can see that you truly look after your customers, I mean, your, your staff, they'll want to work with you a bit more. Freshly baked goods, you know, surprise your employees with some de- deliciously freshly baked goods from a high quality baker. Um, you know, if you want to bake it yourself and make it a little bit more personal, you know, if you're, especially if your team members are real foodie or they just simply love like baked cookies or brownies, if you know they like something in particular, then make sure that they sort of do that. Um, you know, extra vacation days. Everybody loves a free day off work. You know, we've all experienced burnouts. I talk about burnouts so much on this podcast because I truly, truly understand what it feels like to burn out. And, you know, giving an extra day off makes them feel so special. They can go and do something fun with their loved ones or, you know, give somebody with some time off. is always a great way to, like, value somebody. You know, you've done a great job. You've worked really hard. Go off and do something really fun. You can do gift baskets. There's a tradition of saying thank you to somebody is a good way of giving them a gift basket. Uh, you know, fill the gift basket with food and drink and pampering and treats and little gifts that somebody can enjoy or share with their family. It's a really nice way to make someone feel special and work, you know, whether they've been at the company for five minutes or five years, it's it's a really nice thing. Um, And spend some time thinking about what to put in the gift set to create something that makes them feel unique and special and, you know, off the shelf, not just an off the shelf package, you know, something that you've actually created that will make that person feel really special. You could even do an anniversary party as another thing. Most of us love a well-planned party and it's a pretty good way to publicly express the gratitude to the employee as long as you have the team members. You know, end of a work day, you know, go to the break room, have a little virtual party if you want to or, you know, do little team gifts or celebrate somebody's first year with a bang and, you know, sometimes it's a really nice way to to thank somebody and personally praise them. You know, thank that person. You know, is that that employee wants to know that they're valued by you, especially if it's a direct supervisor. They want to know that they're noticed and appreciated. And make sure that your team leader knows to take some time and to thank each individual celebration with a work anniversary. I never, I've never worked in a company that did that. 
And I just a thank you would actually go a long way. You know, you could do care packages as well, um, anniversary card even, you know, a virtual gift card if you have to. You can do, you can make them the boss for the day, you know. Everybody would like a little bit of decision-making power and on the day of their work anniversary, let them take over. Have a little bit of fun with the idea. Give your employees a taste of what it's like to run the ship of the company for the day. And obviously set limits to it. The, you know, they're not going to like bankrupt the business or have access to the bank accounts. But give them a chance to choose where your team lunches. Um, you know, quick dress code. You know, make a joke staff meme or share an inexpensive gift to everybody, you know, put a limit on how much time the employee can obviously redeem the perk so that it doesn't get old and also doesn't get hot. So maybe it's just for like two hours, make them the boss. But you'll be the little bit camaraderie in the office can go so far with staff. And, you know, perks of milestones will really, really keep your employees wanting to reach those perks again, wanting to reach the next milestone. If somebody's worked at your company for five years and deserves a special gift, then give it to them. If they've been there for 10 years, 15 years, make it more impressive. Paid sabbaticals, vacations, you know, learning experiences, big charity donations or bonuses. It's a way to reward somebody because they've actually worked their tail end off for you. So, you know, a happier, simple yet effective way to say thank you. We love the idea of personalizing things. You know, most people do. There's a company called Hoppier. You um, you can give them like a virtual gift card or like a generic gift card th- that they can go and like, um, you know, do something for themselves with. Um, and, you know, make the anniversary gift part of your employee engagement effort this year. You know, employees appreciate the directly tied you know, we all have so much going on. We all have so many things in our own lives. And if you could just take a moment to inspire your staff with an anniversary gift and get, you know, a little bit of like joy and excitement to your staff, like I said, they're going to want to stay. They're going to want to do things with you. So I don't know. I hope that's a great idea. I I bought it. <laughs> I I don't know if I ever spoke about this on my on my podcast before, but a couple of years ago, I was adamant I wanted to make a uh, treadmill desk, and I'm sure I was talking about it to somebody, and I was like, I want to make a treadmill desk. It's going to be so cool. I'm not going to buy the big fancy one. I'm going to build it myself. And true as Bob does a does an advert come up on, I'm sure I've spoken about this, but I think it was like the first year of my, no, it couldn't have been. It must have been before my podcast because I think I was still in my old flat and I was already in this flat when I started the podcast. Anyway, anyway, irrelevant to the story. So I got an advert on my Instagram for a treadmill and I think, oh gosh, I could have the pricing wrong. I think the treadmill was like 25 pounds, 35 pounds. I can't even remember what it was anymore. And I was like, well, you know, you have to pay for it through PayPal. If it got, you know, if it was a scam, I got scammed at 25 bucks. It wasn't 250 bucks. You know, I'll go with the scam. So against my own better judgment, I bought this treadmill on Instagram and completely forgot about it. Like months went by. And I mean, like months went by and suddenly I got a a moon bag in the post, 
like a little black zip-up moon bag, like a flat one, like a runner's one. And put two and two, and I was like, I don't understand where this came from. I don't understand what it is. Anyway, it was the bloody treadmill. That's what I got was a moon bag and not an actual treadmill. I don't know how they got that muddled up. But anyway, so I, I got hold of PayPal, sent photographs. I was like, this is what I received. This is what I paid for. The invoice even said treadmill. This is the receipt even because obviously I had a receipt that came in the packaging because they're dumbasses. Uh, I managed to get my money back on the treadmill. But I mean, still to this day, I've been thinking about making a homemade treadmill. And I just thought, you know, I'm so I'm so clumsy though. I think no matter what, if I made a treadmill, the chances of me hurting myself while I'm actually trying to work, never mind walk and talk and answer phone calls at the same time, would be quite interesting. But if anybody has made a homemade treadmill, I would love to get some advice from you because I would just be like, I'm dabbling in the idea and I would like to understand like how much goes into it. Is it literally just an adjustable table that you can obviously wind down to sit down and wind up to stand up and a treadmill? Or is there a bit more to this? Am I forgetting a step in this? So I would be keen to chat to somebody. So if anybody out there uh, has the has done this I almost said has the audacity I don't know why but has actually made this before themselves I would love some advice so please get hold of me on my Instagram which is just James podcast just underscore James underscore podcast I would love some advice from you I'd really appreciate it um I'm starting to write a book guys so I get and this sounds terrible because there are some good ones as well but there on the odd occasion, because I work, I own a call answering business and I deal with patients that call into aesthetic clinics. So I deal with doctors and dentists. Um, I and radiologists, I have, you know, some customers. So I sometimes get the most awful, horrendous patients of all times that do horrendous things. And like the way they tr that we can see straight through. I can see when you're trying to jippo the system to get refunds. I can see it when you're being a pain in the ass, when you're trying to sue a doctor for absolutely no reason besides trying to make money. I get so many different patients that I deal with and patients that we, we politely tell that we no longer running these services to get rid of them because they're mentally unstable. And it's better than saying to somebody, you are not in a ment you're not mentally stable enough to receive treatment. We would rather tell you that you're that we're not doing the services anymore. Get rid of you. And then block your numbers so that you can't phone in again. And then they phone from alternative numbers and pretend it's not them. Like try and book appointments and then cuck me out because I let somebody else book an appointment and not them. All of these crazy patients, there's no way that I can't not write a book about them. I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to mention specific instances. But what I want to do is create like a what not to do book if you were a medical patient. Like don't be mean to the receptionist that's answering the phones. You're not going to get far. If you mean to me, I'm not going to let you in the clinic. If you talk down to me, I'm not going to let you in the clinic. Like, it's that simple. So I want to create a book on, like, what not to do to be a medical patient. And, like, from the perspective of somebody that actually answers the phone 
and deals with every single crazy ass patient that phones in. So I'm now starting the book. I've got three patients in mind already. I've got to just, I've got to do this very carefully that I don't insult anybody and I don't name call and I don't, of course, dispel any personal medical information because that's very vital, you know, that I'm not, you know, using anybody's personal experiences. But I do want to write a tell-all book, but like from a funny perspective of it. So I've been working on that a little bit this week. Um, so don't steal my idea because I'm working on it if you are a VA. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my book on on what not to do as a medical patient. Um, you know what I also have never done? And like I'm not a massive like Marvel fan. I, I haven't watched I mean, I don't even know if this is mobile. Like, I haven't watched all the Spider-Mans and the Guardians of the Galaxy. I know there's, like, two different sides to this. The one's a different company. to I don't know which one's which. Sorry, guys. I I don't know enough about them. But I want to watch all the movies, like, in the right order from the beginning to the end. Like, which is the first? Is it Iron Man, then, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then... Superman and then Spider-Man like I know they're different I don't know which which is in which category but um I want to start doing that from the very beginning so if anybody knows the right order of all of the little books um or can like steer me in the direction of the right order of of the of the books of the movies I would love to know which is the right way to do it uh I try to google it but like if there's so many different opinions as well I don't actually know what's the exact right way. And if I looked on, if I looked, if I, yeah, if I looked on Disney Plus, it seems to have like phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. And I don't know if that's the order or if that's just a suggestion. I don't know. So if anybody knows, hook a girl up. I think I'm going to start doing that in my free time now and, um, and actually watch the right order of the right movies and see see what happens. So any advice would be appreciated. So last week's conundrum was was a toughie. I, I think it was a really, really tough one. So it was, with pointed fangs, I sit and wait. With piercing force, I crunch out fate. Grabbing victims, proclaiming might. Physically joined, joining with a single bite. What am I? And the answer was a stapler. <laughs> so if anybody got that, well done. I don't have the list on me. I actually forgot to check. I do apologize. Uh, I know last week I said I would start, I would do better, but I will eventually do better. I'll eventually adults. I'll try, I promise. So this week's one, it's also a long one, is uh, what word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letter f- letters signify a great, while the entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? So I'll repeat that. What word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a man. The first three letters signify a woman. The first four letters signify a great. While the entire word signifies a great woman, what am I? So send me your answers to just James podcast, just underscore James underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, If anybody gets this, I'll be really surprised. 
And I'm following the cutest TikTok page at the moment. It's called The Hospital Cats. And it's all the little cats that, like as it sounds, are in the vet. They're, they're like resident cats. But one of them is the sweetest little cat, and he pets all the pets that come into the vet. So whether it be a goat, a cat, a iguana, it, it doesn't matter what the pet is. This cat is always petting. All the, it's a chicken. And there's videos of this cat just petting all the little pets that come in. It is so stinking cute. It is honestly the sweetest little page. There's a little montage with all the animals that she pets as well. It's so cute. So if you're looking for like a really, really sweet TikTok, highly recommend that. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with the saying from Serena Williams this week, actually. And it says, I tell myself, you have been through so much. You've endured so much. Time will allow me to heal. And soon this will be just another memory that makes me a strong woman, athlete, and mother I am. Guys, you've all been through so much. You all deserve so much. And people that are in your life need to deserve to be there. They need that you don't owe anybody anything but being in your life. It's the other way around. And having the confidence that you are the great person that you are, have the confidence to have the job that you want, to strive for the things that you want in your day-to-day life. Let's do that this week. Let's be positive. Let's have inspiration. Let's know that we deserve great things. And dang right, we're going to do it. We're not going to swear this week. We're going to go to gym. We're going to love our parents. We're going to drink water and eat healthy. I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful week. And I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.